Hi, I'm Jen Herman with Jen's Trends, and you are listening to the Social Media Talks podcast with Alan Hennessy from compassmedia.ie. Welcome to Social Media Talks podcasts, brought to you by compassmedia.ie. Hello and thank you for joining me. This is the Social Media Talks podcast brought to you by compassmedia.ie, episode number 50. And the Social Media Talks podcast is proudly supported by charityradio.ie, Ireland's online radio station supporting charities throughout Ireland. I'm your host, Alan Hennessy, and this is the podcast to help business owners who want to learn more about social media marketing. And if you'd like to listen to any of our previous podcasts, you can log on to our website at compassmedia.ie forward slash resources forward slash podcasts. You can also join our Facebook group by logging on to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash social media talks. And we're looking forward to today's show. Today I'm going to be joined by Jen Herman. And Jen is a social media consultant, speaker, and globally recognized as an Instagram expert. She is the forefront blogger on Instagram marketing, and her blog, Jen's Trends, has won the title of Top 10 Social Media Blogs in 2014, 15, and 16. And through her blog, consulting and speaking, Jen provides tips, resources, and training for small and medium-sized businesses that need to structure their social media strategies. Her business background includes administration, sales, human resources, and marketing. And she enjoys bringing all of these skills together to help grow your business. Jen has been featured in Inc., Fox News, Yahoo Finance, HuffPost, The Verge, CBS and Radio LA, and numerous other podcasts and publications. She is the author of Instagram for Business for Dummies and the Ultimate Beginner's Guide to Instagram and Stop Guessing, her step-by-step guide to creating a social media strategy. And for more information on Jen, you can pop over to her website at jenstrends.com. So we are looking forward to finding out all about Instagram and learning some tips and tricks and insights over the course of the podcast today. So before we speak to Jen, we just will have this short message. Hi, this is Alan here from the Social Media Talks podcasts. Would you like to gain an insight into podcasting best practices and understand the benefits it can have for your business? Would you like to learn the ability to highlight your company's expertise, build customer loyalty, increase lead generation, and build better relationships with your audience through a powerful marketing tool for your business? Well, if the answer is yes to all of these questions, why not join me on the 25th of September from 6 p.m. till 8 p.m. in the Bank of Ireland Workbench Stilorgan Road, Montrose in Dublin, where we will be giving you insights and tips and tricks and teaching you how to create and build 
a powerful podcast. Hi, Jen. How are you? Thanks for joining us today on the Social Media Talks podcast. It's a pleasure to have you on. Thank you. I am so excited to be here. It's amazing. And of course, today we are going to be talking all about Instagram. And uh, I'm looking forward to this because uh, I know I know a little bit about it, but I don't know enough about it. I think with you writing over 100 different blogs about uh, Instagram, I'm, I think we're going to learn quite a lot here today. So no pressure whatsoever. Which <laughs> <laughs> no pressure. It's fine. I got this. <laughs> <laughs> I got that covered. So uh, before we start, we might just uh, get you to give, I've given you a brief introduction at the start of the show, but if you want to just give us a little bit of a background about yourself uh, before we dig into our topic today. Perfect. Yeah. So I actually started my blog, Jen's Trends, uh, about five and a half years ago. And it started out as a very 101 level blog. It was social media in general. Uh, and in the process, I was trying to figure out how Instagram worked and how to use it for business. And I fell in love with Instagram as a platform. I loved the photography and I loved how interactive the platform was, uh, but no one was really teaching how to use it from a marketing perspective. Mm. And I was like, well, I have this blog, so I'll just start blogging about it. It wasn't an intentional thing. I didn't you know, start out to be the world's forefront blogger on Instagram marketing. I just started blogging about something I was interested in and it just evolved. And within about six months, I started getting requests for interviews on podcasts and all these different places as you know, somebody who understood how to use Instagram marketing. And then I started speaking at events and so I've become known as, you know, the Instagram person. Everyone knows that I talk about Instagram uh, and I love that. But I also work with clients of all sizes from small to large uh, as a social media consultant. So I help them with their strategy and I help them figure out, you know, how to actually use all the different social media platforms, not just Instagram, uh, how to use them strategically for their business and actually drive real results. So that's that's my real passion is the strategy mm. side of things. But Instagram gives me the opportunity to get out there and get known and, and share knowledge with people which I just love to teach and share. So for me, that makes me happy too. Yeah, and it is. It's, you know, I, I have to admit, I, I'm sort of... Not that I'm a late adopter to Instagram, but I haven't sort of, I haven't figured out really how I actually work it, how, how I actually get it to, you know, to really work well. Now, I can find my way around it and I can understand it mm-hmm. and I've taught about it, but at the same token, I'm, I'm sure I'm missing out on loads. So we might start, like, I think anyone who's starting out on Instagram... Where is probably the first place that they really should sort of think about starting? Well, the first thing I always tell people, especially if you're looking at it from a business perspective, Mm. the first thing I want you to do is get used to it as a user. So kind of like you were just saying, get used to it and comfortable with it in terms of just how the platform works. So I always tell people, don't start out with the business profile, start out with a personal profile. Get comfortable with the lingo and the interactions and see how people interact with content and the kind of content people are creating and what you like and what resonates with you and really understand it because it is a visual platform. It's not a link dropping platform like Twitter or LinkedIn type Mm. things where you can just kind of post something short, drop a link and disappear. You have to create visual content and that visual content isn't what you see on Facebook or what you see on other platforms. And you really want to understand what works and what people are creating on Instagram before you jump in there as a business and all of a sudden you're doing something that makes you look like an amateur or you're doing things that actually turn away your audience because it's not the kind of things they want to see. So once you have that and you kind of feel like you've got an understanding of how the platform works, 
then the first key thing is to really set up a good bio. So a lot of people go in there and they, you know, give themselves a name, a username, and they write up something in the bio and then they just start uploading photos. But you really have to realize that the bio and the, your profile, most people only look at that the first time they come to your profile. Right. Once they're following you, they don't really come back to your profile. So if someone is going to look you up or find you in search or come across you from a hashtag or something else, they're going to go to your bio and that's literally your first impression. That's your 30 second elevator pitch. This is who you are, why you're amazing and what's in it for them. Yeah. So a good bio needs to be fun, have personality. It needs to resonate with your brand voice and style. But more importantly, it needs to be catered towards that new audience. Why should they follow you? What are they going to get out of it? What kind of content are you providing? Are you providing education, entertainment? You know, are you a fun, you know, easygoing brand? Or are you something that's, you know, very professional and very structured in the kind of content you create? You know, are you talking to surfers or are you talking to lawyers? They're going to be different audiences. So these are all things you want to consider in your bio when you're writing that up. And I always tell people, you know, edit that every six months. Go in there and update it have somebody else write a bio for you and go, oh, that's what you think of my business? Okay, that's not what I would have written, but maybe I can take part of yours and part of mine and make a really good bio. Mm. So it's always something in flux. It's always something in evolution, but that really needs to be strategic to that new audience and making them understand who you are and giving them a reason to want to follow you. Yeah, and I think I've seen that as well where, you know, like... Uh, I touch on the point of where you're saying about, you know, it's it's different than the other platforms and, you know, it is your 30 second elevator pitch or whatever it may be. But I've often seen like, you know, if someone like you see it with businesses where they'll have their bio on, say, Twitter and they'll just take the, their bio from Twitter yeah. and then just copy it and paste it onto their, their Instagram feed. And I go... Really, they're they're different. They're different. The platforms are the whole different way of communicating as much as anything else. They speak a different language. So I agree with you. I think that is a very important part. And I like the idea of where you're saying that, like, it's the first reaction that people will get. And I think learning as well from what what the platform actually does and how to get around it. Because I know there's often been times where I've gone on and say, okay, I'm going to do a story, and I go and I and I go. Now, where the hell are the, where are the stories? Where, so I think it's, you know, where do I go to? Oh, hold on here now. And I'm pushing both and I'm getting my 13 year old to come up to me and say, dad, um, no, dad, you push this button to get. And I'm going, oh, that's where it is. So there it is. But like that. And that's the thing. It, it always evolves too. Mm. Instagram, like Facebook is always changing things, right? They move things around. So if you're not in there, like getting to know how it works, if they change something, then you're really confused. Mm. So you need to have that familiarity with it that you can kind of adapt when things evolve with, with the platform too. Mm. I know when someone, like I, I, we were dealing with um, a particular customer and they were saying, oh, they wanted to use Instagram and they wanted to get in. And they and I understand and they were quite a visual brand. So I says, yeah, definitely it is the way to go for you. And they were saying, okay, so how do I get followers? And I'm going, well, how do you, and how does anyone get followers? You know, you interact and whatever. But it was trying to explain where, like, I know, for instance, like, if you go on and say, all right, I want to follow, I like that picture, and you tap the heart. And is that all they should be doing? Is there more that they should be doing to that? Should they comment or, you know, there are probably areas that we should maybe touch on there. Yeah. So, and for those of you listening, the the maracas in the background are my daughter. (laughs) She's she's chiming in with her musical accompaniment for this podcast. That's what we we want. (laughs) 
Um, so when it comes to getting followers, there's a couple things you want to do. You do want to look at, uh, like you said, actually liking people's content and, you know, interacting with them. That's always going to be the best. But let's face it, you can't go out there and, and interact with 10,000 people in mm. hopes of getting 10,000 followers. That's not going to be a direct correlation in, in terms of the interaction levels. So it's better to use, uh, you want to create really good content, structured towards your audience, really good captions. You want to look at hashtag strategies. And so hashtags are how you get your content seen by new people outside of your existing mm. followers. So hashtags you want to use about 15 to 20 targeted hashtags. Right. Uh, and it's, this is where I say targeted because we want them specifically to your audience and your industry. So you're going to choose three to five popular hashtags. These are the ones that have about 500,000 upwards to a million posts associated with them. And if you go into a hashtag search, it tells you how many posts are associated with that hashtag. So three to five popular, three to five moderately popular. That's kind of in like the maybe 100,000 range mm. up to 500,000. And then three to five niche specific. These are the ones that maybe have 5,000, 10,000 or so. Um, what you want to do with these niche specific ones is Target this as much as possible to the keywords that your audience want to find you for. Meaning, I use things like Instagram marketing, Instagram strategy, Instagram training. Those are my very niche specific ones. The popular ones I'm using are things like hashtag entrepreneur, hashtag social media marketing, mm. hashtag girl boss, or some of those that are much more popular because what happens is it's a combination. The popular ones get you an initial burst of activity. The moderately popular keep you active for hours into days. Because those popular ones, within a matter of like seconds or minutes, you're buried in the archives. Yeah. And so what happens is now you have your regular users are following you and they're seeing you. Now you have the hashtags are getting you initial burst of activity. You're staying active over a period of time. And Instagram goes, wow, this is some high performing content. You're doing something right. So in the niche specific hashtags, you rank as a top post. Right. When you're a top post, that now means you're the first thing people see in that hashtag search. And if you're the first thing people see for that very specific thing you do, they're going to click on your content. They're going to end up on your bio, look at that, you know, or your profile and see that bio you wrote that was, you know, well-crafted for a first-time visitor. And then they end up following you. They end up contacting you. They end up interacting with you. They end up buying from you. It's a, it's a strategic process. It doesn't happen overnight, but it's, I promise you, a great way to convert and get new audience members onto your content. Now, related to that, Instagram stories can also use hashtags and those will show up in hashtag searches as well. But I love using location tags on Instagram right. stories. So the location tag, it doesn't even mean you have to be a physical business. So again, I am a service-based business. I don't, I work out of my house, but it's not like it's a home office where people come and walk into my office, mm. right? But when I go to events, I go speak at a conference or I go work with a client at their location or those sorts of things, I can tag that location in an Instagram story. So for example, I recently spoke at National University here in San Diego and I tagged National University as the location in my story. Well, what happened is I showed up in the National University search. I showed up in Torrey Pines search because that's where that location is in Torrey mm. Pines, which is in San Diego. And I showed up in the San Diego search. 
So by tagging a very small location, my story actually showed up in much bigger search criteria that meant more people saw my story, <clears throat> which if someone's scrolling through and looking for things in the Tory Pines area, they just saw my content. Now, if someone's looking for Tory Pines, chances are they're looking for a beach and not a social media speaker, but I just got new eyeballs on my content. I and if any of those that, people yeah. have an interest in what I offer, they're going to see me and they're going to follow me. So using location tags in your Instagram stories and then using hashtags in your regular content are some of the best strategic ways. One other really good tip for getting followers is if you put out educational content have your friend or have your audience tag friends in the comments. So you say, if you found this post helpful, tag some of your friends in the comments below who would find it helpful as well. Because let's face it, we all have friends in our exactly, industry yeah. or in our circle that would be interested in the same information. And now what happens is I go and tag two of my friends in your content and they go and read it and go, oh my God, that was really smart. I love that. Or this was exactly what I needed to clarify this. Or I want to go to this event or whatever it is you posted about. Now they decide they want to follow you as well. And in that situation, your audience did all the work for you. Yeah, you didn't have so to do yeah, anything. You yeah. just created quality content and asked them to help share it. So those three things are kind of the best, you know, strategic ways to grow organically over time. You're not going to get 10,000 followers in a week using these strategies, but you're going to get real targeted followers which is better in the long run because they're going to be higher converting. They're more likely to actually purchase from you. Yeah. And I noticed that even when we like, we're talking obviously about Instagram and whatever. And obviously, you know, that we've, you know, Facebook have changed all their algorithms and it's all that, all that changes. And people are saying, oh, I'm not getting as much reach as I did on Facebook. And, um, you know, and I think they're now starting to turn towards Instagram and even some of them are actually going back to Twitter as well and LinkedIn, you know, which is, yep. you know, don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong. I love Twitter as much as I love Instagram. But I found that I was getting even a lot more response. Like we were over in the UK a couple of weeks ago and I was working with a few, we were working with a few businesses doing some training with them. And I started, you know, pushing out a few Instagram posts with it. And I put the same post out on Facebook and on Twitter and I got 10 times the interaction on Instagram as I did on what on, on the two other platforms which I thought was hold on here you know and I showed it and the and, and we were we were doing some training with them and what I done was is after lunch I actually showed them and I says look at the difference here and I says and this was only in, a, in the space of maybe two or three hours there was a huge amount of interest from it and it was just and a simple post. that's why I love Instagram, because it really is the most interactive platform. Mm. Um, you know, a lot of people lurk on Facebook, right? We don't like things on Facebook, because if we like it, then all of our friends see that yeah. we like it. Kind of, you know, especially during like political seasons, people don't like anything unless mm. they're really opinionated. Um, and even, you know, Twitter, it's, it's such a fast moving environment where it's hard to get good engagement. And I think... I want to say it's like a quarter of a quarter of a percent or something like that is the average engagement on uh, on Twitter. I think Facebook is on average like a quarter of a percent or a half of a percent of engagement. Instagram averages about two to three percent engagement, which sounds incredibly low. But when you compare that to what, you know yeah, Facebook of course, Twitter yeah. level interactions, it's exponentially more. 
And I've conducted numerous studies. I've seen other people conduct studies where we take the same post content at the same time on mm. Facebook and Instagram or, you know, another platform and Instagram. And Instagram always outperforms in terms of likes and comments and interaction. Now, in terms of conversions, they may not be the same. You may actually get more conversions on you know, Facebook in the long run. Mm. Um, you just need to be aware of that. And if you're looking for real conversions, you want to check that information in terms of where your traffic's coming from and, you know, are people using those, you know, those calls to action or those coupon codes or those sorts of things and, and make sure you know, you know, how you're getting that traffic and what's converting for you. But in the long run, you're always going to get more engagement on Instagram. Uh, when it comes to driving that traffic from Instagram, I always tell people you will not get as much traffic from Instagram, but you will get better traffic from Instagram. Mm, so mm. because on Facebook and Twitter, you can kind of just do that, drop the link and people can click on it. You get a lot of false positives, right? People kind of either fat thumb it and they click on the link by accident or their screen freezes and they click on it by yeah. accident or, you know, they're doing something else and they click on those links. Well, you can't do that on Instagram. You're not going to get junk traffic. And in order to get that traffic, you have to say, click on the link in my bio. So they have to leave, they have to see your content, have read the caption. Then they have to turn around and go, okay, I'm going to click on their profile photo. I'm going to get to their profile. I'm going to click on that link on their profile and go to their website. So they've already taken three or four steps to get there, which means they legitimately want to be there. Yes, this isn't something exactly, else. Yeah. And so your bounce rate is essentially zero. Now, again, that doesn't mean you're going to get nearly as much traffic, but I promise you the traffic from Instagram is some of the highest quality traffic you can get from any social media platform. And I will take that any day. I would well, rather have 10 people visit and all of them convert than have 100 people visit and have one of them convert. Yeah, and I would totally agree with that because you're getting quality. You're getting quality people that we're going to come go to that take that next step. And with them taking that next step, you know that they're interested and they know that you, you know, that there's something more to this that you can follow up on. I use it the same when I, when we, like, even when we're talking about LinkedIn and I know we're talking here about Instagram, but like, yeah. for instance, is it's like on LinkedIn, we will always say to people, you know, if someone comes on and they say, oh, I don't like it when people come on and they look at my, 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 my profile. Uh, you know, right. or, or I don't like to be seen looking at other people's profiles. And I'm going, hold on. If someone comes on and looks at your profile, I'm the first thing I'm going to be doing is is asking them, what did, why, why did they look at my profile, and, and can I help them more? So, right. so it's a, it's a lead, if nothing else. So similar with um, Instagram, if someone comes on and they follow that road of, you know, that follow that, you know, that sales funnel that brings them to your website, now you have an opportunity to create something that's, and, and create a conversion, I suppose, as much as anything else. So I see totally where you're coming from that. And, you know, they will be quality leads. And that's just it. You know, and I always tell people in relation to that as well, because <clears throat> you can only have one link on your bio on Instagram. Mm. And people struggle with that. They're like, well, what link should I put on there? And I'm like, whatever link is your best default. Like in general, I tell people to go read my blog post. So the, the link on my bio goes to my blog. But if I'm running a campaign, if I'm running a promotion to sign up on an opt-in page or do something else, I put, I change out the link to that. Mm. And I say, you know, click on that link. Because you want to make sure that if someone has taken the three to four steps to get to that link, you want that link to go exactly where you want them to go. Mm. The last thing you want to do is send them to your homepage where now they have to try to navigate to figure out how to, to get to that it, product yeah. page 
or how to get to that opt-in page or how to find that blog post. If you're telling them, go click on the link in my bio to get this, that link better take them to this. Yeah. Otherwise, they're going to leave. And so to get that conversion, that link does have to send them to the right place because they're not going to take the time to navigate through finding that content. They mm. want to get right there at that point. So it's, as long as you do that, yeah, then you're definitely going to get those conversions. And then at that point, you can look at your Google Analytics to check your, your behavior. You may even want to have a custom landing page on your website that all traffic from Instagram goes to a custom landing page on your website so that you can accurately track behavior flow. And you can say, every time people land on this page, I know they're only coming from Instagram and 60% of them now navigate to this page and 20% do this and 20% drop off. But now that they're on this page, 30% are doing this and these 20% converted. And then you I mean, at that point you can use your analytics to really see what Instagram is doing mm. for you. If you have that, that custom landing page. Yeah. And also then of course, if you want, you know, as, and I, 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 I think I see, you know, there's so much sense in doing that, that you can have, you know, a number of landing pages on your website for if you're running different like so for instance if we were doing a training session that we could yep. have it there or if it's an ebook that you could have yep. different so you know so you, you you're able to see on your google analytics exactly where the traffic's coming and what they're interested in because in a sense that gives you the opportunity then to say right well this works but that doesn't work. So let's yeah. drop that and let's start working more on this because this is what people are more interested in. We had a client who came on to us and says, how do I grow my Instagram following? And I turned and says, well, I says, you need to go and follow a few people. You need to go and follow and interact with a few people. Start following their posts. And I said, you know, even follow, you know, some of your competitors. And oh, no, well, I don't want them knowing that I'm following. I go, but hold on, this, you know, makes sense because at yeah. the end of the day, we're, we're interacting with people. And if you take it offline, we do it every day in our everyday lives so why shouldn't we be doing it online what's the difference between doing it on a screen as opposed to in front of a person yeah absolutely and that's thing you know I always tell people go look and see what your competitors are doing um, you know I don't want to say you know imitation is the best form of flattery but mm. if your competition is doing something that's working well you should know that yeah um, if they're not doing things well, you should know that too. Like if their Instagram sucks and they're not getting conversions, you know what not to do. Do the opposite of what they're doing. Yeah. If they're doing things like if they're running contests or if they're running campaigns that are high performing, look at that as a model and say, why is this working? If they're your direct competitor and they're in the same industry, you don't want to do the same thing. But what they're doing is obviously working. There's things that you can learn from that to maximize it for yourself and, and create your own campaigns or contests that, you know, can generate traffic and, and whatnot for your business. So there's no harm in going out and following your competitors and, and keeping tabs on what's going on. Mm. And, I, you know, you know, the other thing that I wanted to sort of touch on was is obviously stories have a huge impact at the moment. Like they are just they're just skyrocketing. It's 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 crazy. Yeah. Like I've, I've, I've never seen something that's really taken off as quickly as stories and of course now we have IGTV as well but we, we can talk about that in a minute but I do want to talk a little bit about stories and strategies for for stories. So yeah stories so if people are not familiar stories are short form content uh, they last 24 hours in in your content so you can upload a photo or a video uh, videos can be up to 15 seconds and they are when you go into your Instagram home feed in the very top of the feed there's all these kind of circles those are
other people that have posted stories. You can tap on one of those circles and you can then navigate through all of their stories. And again, that all disappears after 24 hours. It's gone. You can't see it again. So you can, it can actually live in your archives on your profile. Mm. So you won't lose the stories, but they don't stay on your profile in a story capacity. But when it comes to creating the stories, we already talked a little bit about using, you know, location tags when you're using your stories. So you definitely want to consider that. Stories are what Instagram was five years ago. It's instant. It's raw. Mm. Instagram now has gotten very polished. It's very crafted content. It's very, very strategic in terms of good quality photos and editing and and captions and everything else, which is great. I have no problem with that. But Instagram was designed to be instant, hence the word Insta, right? It was meant to show your friends and family what you're doing live in that moment of your life. And that's kind of what Instagram stories went back to. It went back to that real raw, unfiltered content where it's just, it's kind of goofy. It's kind of off the cuff. It's much more casual. It's very raw. You know, you may not have as good a quality audio or video because it's, you know, something you shot a little 10 second video, but you still want to make it as good a quality as you possibly can, but people expect it to be more raw Mm. when it comes to stories. A story should really be three to seven posts as a story. So it shouldn't be just one post. Uh, There's reasons why you could do just one, but in general, a story is meant to actually tell a story through multiple components. So you would combine three to seven photos and videos. And I recommend you actually storyboard that in advance. So if you're going to go to a conference, if you're going to a venue, a charity event, a concert, anything like that, you kind of have an expectation of how the night is going to go. So think, you know, you want a photo or video from when you get there showcasing the venue and then you want to have one when you get inside and then you want, you know, multiple images or videos during the actual event. And then maybe you want a little recap post or whatever that is. You want to plan out what that content looks like so you make sure you grab all those photos and videos to upload either live at the time or after the fact. But if you don't storyboard it, all of a sudden, two hours into the event, you go, oh, no, I never took a photo outside of the venue. But now you can't leave and now it's dark outside or whatever it is. So you want to have that plan in advance. Uh, Likewise, if you're doing you know, something for your like a product information or a new product release, again, storyboard what that looks like. If you're telling a behind the scenes story or components of your business, storyboard it so you know all the key things you want to say, the information you want to convey, what photos and videos you want. If you have to go somewhere to do those photos and videos that you have access to that location, if it's raining and now you have to, you know, totally change your plans and find a place that's indoors, you need to accommodate for these things and a storyboard helps you work through those. So I know that makes it sound really complicated. I don't, I know, I don't, I don't think so. I think it's actually, I think when you say it now, I just go, yeah, it really is. Like, I know we would do it. I, I, I would do it and I'd say, all right, okay, I'm going to this event tomorrow and I'm going to this event tomorrow. All right, I'm going to do it when I get up. I'm going to get blah, blah, you know, all that, that. That's grand. But if you're actually thinking about that, if if you're a business, you can say, right, okay, really, this is good. I There's there's two guys over here in Ireland. I don't know if you know them. They're called the Happy Pair. The two entrepreneurs they own, they do health food and all that. But what they do is, is they live, and what I say is they live their life on Instagram. Because it's <laughs> like when they get up in the morning, you see the guys and they're talking and they're two brothers right. and they're, they're real quirky. They're really fun. Like they're really, really good guys. But um, then you see them when they're going 
around for their morning swim at five o'clock in the local, you know, in the harbour. And right. it goes right through their whole day. And like, even like when they're doing, they do a lot of TV and they do a lot of radio. So they're going through that whole, but they bring you on that jury and they are just absolutely killing it on That's Instagram. Awesome. They are absolutely amazing guys. Similar, there was a, a speaker that was coming over from the States and they showed their journey from when they left their house till they literally got to the venue the next day and I just went that is amazing because I was interested in seeing where they were because they were coming to Dublin they were coming here they were you know where they were staying I'm saying all right, that's only up the road for me I don't I didn't realise that they were staying there so you know it's it's really and I think that's great and it's a great bit of interaction because as well as that people start commenting and sharing it and you know it builds that whole credibility as well of you and that's the thing with Instagram stories is Instagram in and of itself is a great community built tool but Instagram stories is that I and people always say this to me and I laugh but they're like oh I let my walls down in Instagram stories I can just say whatever because it disappears in 24 hours and so they let this whole personality shine through on their stories and on Instagram they're this super polished like they don't mm, like yeah. it's a very rigid structure very of who good. they yeah. are as a person but in their stories you realize how fun they are and you see their personality and their quirks and their goofiness and then all of a sudden people go oh I really like this person because you get to see who they really are. Yeah. And that's why stories are so powerful right now. And there's so many features in Instagram stories. There's, you know, you can add gifts and you can add music and you can add stickers and you can add doodles and you can add text and you can add all these components that even more showcase a personality. So if you are, you know, super creative, you can use stories really well. If you're not, yours may be more text-based and much more simple, but people still get to learn all of that information just by watching all your different stories Hmm. so if you have that with that that relationship with your audience they have that trust factor it's that authenticity that comes through they go oh i really want to work with this person i get their personality you know to your point you're like these people are amazing they show me their morning swim and they show me having coffee but you can relate to it and you just want to be a part of that brand and a part of that business so absolutely use stories to share that kind of personal side of your your brand and really tone in on that voice and that tone and your style and you it's such a great way to build your audience brilliant yeah and of course i want to just quickly touch on um igtv i'm yeah. still i'm still sort of getting my head around it um i can see a huge amount of advantages but i also see some disadvantages of the way you have to post and it can only in yeah. certain formats and whatever that i think is a, is, is a bit of a drawback but on the positive side what you can do with it is phenomenal absolutely phenomenal what you can what you can achieve yeah. with it and igtv it it just launched you know a few months ago so it's still relatively new um you know when igtv came out it was an initial burst of activity right everyone jumped on the bandwagon and now we're kind of in that downhill taper where everyone kind of goes hey, i'm over it mm. but the same thing happened with instagram stories instagram stories came out and everyone created all this ridiculous content just to say they were creating it and then you hit the crash and then you hit the upswing again. And it just kind of keeps building momentum. I expect the same thing for IGTV. Right now, we're kind of in that post-launch lull where people are like, I don't know what to upload. I'm kind of over it. I will admit there's some cumbersome issues when it comes to the way IGTV runs, where right now you do kind of have to leave the app to kind of yeah. 
either to upload, you have to leave the app, but even to watch it, you kind of leave the app and you're in different content. So it's like, now you have the feed, you have stories, you have IGTV. It's kind of bulky that it, they're not integrated in quite the same way. And so there, there's definitely some things that Instagram has to do to make it a better streamlined interface for the users. As that happens, I think we'll see more adoption of IGTV. It is limited to a nine by 16 vertical video. If you turn the camera or your phone sideways, it doesn't record or watch yeah, sideways. It, it can yeah. only do vertical video. And that was very intentional by Instagram, um, which means it's hard for a lot of people to take previous content and repurpose it to IGTV, which was very intentional by yeah. Instagram. They want people to create exclusive content for IGTV. It's also a minimum of 15 seconds. A story is a maximum of 15 seconds because they don't want people taking their stories and just dumping them into IGTV. IGTV. Mm. They want you to create fresh new content. They want it to basically be a new repository of video content for your audience. Eventually, I see them going after YouTube. It's not something that is even, you know, fathomable at this point because YouTube is such a behemoth in terms of video content, but I can see IGTV trying to get to that point and there will be monetization and there will be much more optimized content Hi. strategies and, and things like that as IGTV yeah. grows which Facebook doesn't do things to fail. If Facebook's no, putting money I, behind things, they're going to make it yeah. work. And Facebook owns Instagram. So Facebook has got, I don't know how many, how much money is possibly behind but this the, program. You, but. you look, you know, you look at, you look at like the types of say, as we say, like it's owned by Facebook and whatever. And you know that they're not just sitting there and say, okay, well, let's just do IGTV. You know that they are 10, they're 10, 20, 50 steps ahead of what we're yeah. even, what we even know about. So exactly. they're, you you know, it is a, it is a master plan and it's this is the way they're rolling it out just to get people interested in it and get people creating. And you see some of the IGTV, um, the shows out, that are out there, they, they're, they are amazing. Like, they really are. Yeah. There's some fantastic stuff and people being so creative, so creative yeah. with it. It's I think it's the beginning of something a lot bigger. And as you say, I do think that they're going to look towards uh, the YouTubes, maybe not today or tomorrow, but they are. There is a plan. There yeah. is a plan in place. I think there, there's no doubt about about it, you know? And that's why when it comes to IGTV, I tell people just do one video a month. Mm. If, you, if you're not committed to IGTV right now and you don't really see the point of it, that's okay. Create one video a month, a two minute video. It doesn't have to be anything extreme, but get some content on your channel because this will take off. And yeah. if you have at least some content now that when the time comes to build momentum, you've already got a foundation, you're going to be better off than those people who all of a sudden are trying to create content six months a year trying from to now figure it out even, and yeah. trying to get like all this content uploaded you will in, in a year you already have 12 videos if you mm. do one a month it's not you know 500 videos but it's still 12 more than your competition may have or it's 12 more than you would have if you waited a year to get started and if it's quality video your audience sees that it starts to build up trust and relationships that you're creating this quality content that you didn't just all of a sudden jump on a bandwagon and upload everything you could think of but that you've been doing this strategically it will benefit you in the long run and you'll get used to it you'll get used mm. to the vertical video and filming it and recording it and and having that kind of interaction that as it grows again you have foundations in place to build off of and learn how to adapt quickly versus trying to figure it all out a year from now when you upload 10 videos that you realize weren't optimized for 
something like an IGTV platform. So yeah. start now, do a video a month just to say you're doing it and get comfortable with it and see where it goes as it grows. Fantastic, fantastic. I could sit here and talk to you all day about this. There's so, <laughs> like, uh, you know, Instagram has there's so many features, there's so many things that, you know, you could you could literally do, I'd say, a podcast series of four or five weeks on this and you'd still probably wouldn't cover everything that is, is on, on the platform. But, <laughs> you know, it's... The, you've given some fantastic tips and some uh, really, really great advice when it comes to Instagram. And we uh, really thank you for that because um, it's, you know, it's really is. And I would I would say to people out there, if you want to know more about Instagram, check out Jen's uh, website, the jenstrends.com. There's so many blogs. There's so many in, uh, great, great advice on it. Really, it's, it's, it's the place to go if you want to find out more about Instagram. And if you're only starting out on Instagram, Definitely, this is the lady to be following, whether it be on Instagram or any of the other social networks as well, because she knows her stuff, as you can hear. So, Jen, um, thanks very much for sharing that with us. The next thing I would say to you is, is we ask our, we're coming to the end of the show and we ask our guests at the end of the show one question. And it's not related to business and it's not related to the podcast. But what it is, is it's just something, uh, a little bit of fun in it. Um, the question I always ask the guests is, if you had the chance to invite someone to dinner, who would it be? Now, whether they be past or present, who would it be? <laughs> so I always love this question. If I could ever sit down with one person, it would be Bethany Frankel uh, from the Skinny Girl brand. Uh, she's on The Real Housewives of New York City. Um, she's, she's a little bit crazy, uh, which I think is why I love her. Uh, but she's an incredibly smart and savvy businesswoman. She is very resourceful in terms of the things that she's done to build her brand from literally nothing on her own to a multi-million uh, million dollar company. And she's got all these kind of branches of her business. And she's just, like I said, she's a little bit crazy. She's kind of that fun personality that I just know I would really mesh with just from a mm. personality perspective. But then to know that she has all that business savvy that has been kind of hard knocks learning, I just think she would be such a wealth of information and I think it would just be like the best dinner to sit down and have drinks and just talk about life with her. I think that could go on for days knowing the way <laughs> knowing yourself right. I think it could go on for days that could be a marathon. <laughs> I agree. And Jen it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the podcast. How can people reach out to you if they want to get in contact with you? So yeah like you said my website is jenstrends.com it's always Jen with two ends because I was born in 1980 with a bazillion other Jennifers and I've always been two end Jen. <laughs> so everywhere is Jen's trends. Uh, it's jenstrends.com. I'm on Instagram at Jen's underscore trends. Uh, same thing on Twitter. I have a Facebook group, which is Jen's trends and social media. If you want to join the Facebook group, go ahead and request. I'll let you in uh, where we talk about all things social media, but especially Instagram breaking news and that sort of stuff we talk about in that Facebook group as well. Uh, if you want to send me an email or whatever contact me via the website please let me know you heard me here on the podcast i always love to know where people come from and how you heard about me um and feel free to ask me any questions if you have any you know quick questions about how to get your instagram started or how to fix something or you have a question you just don't have the answer to let me know i'm happy to help brilliant stuff 
Thank you so much for uh, sharing so much with us today. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you. And uh, I have a very funny feeling we'll be having you back on this podcast soon <laughs> to talk more. I will about be happy to. <laughs> <laughs> to talk more. So you've heard that now. You've heard that, ladies and gentlemen. She's happy to come back on, so we will be having her back. So, uh, Jen, uh, it's been an absolute pleasure. As I said, we wish you continued success and uh, we shall talk to you very soon. So, uh, once again, thanks very much for coming on. Thanks, everybody. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. So my thanks to Jen for coming on the uh, podcast today and sharing with us some fantastic tips and tricks and all of those insights into uh, IGTV and Instagram stories and how to uh, really, really enhance your profile on Instagram. And for more information on Jen, you can log on to her website at jenstrends.com and you can also find her on Instagram at Jen underscore trends and you'll also find her on all of the other social media platforms as well and don't forget to join her Facebook group by logging on to Jen's trends and social media so once again as I said thanks to Jen for coming on the uh, podcast today and talking to us and if you'd like to listen to any of our previous podcasts you can log on to our website at compassmedia.ie forward slash resources forward slash podcasts. And all of the podcasts are also available on Mixcloud, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And if you are on Apple Podcasts, we would ask you to leave us a rating and review as we're always thrilled to receive your feedback on any of the podcasts. Also, you can subscribe to the podcast there so you never miss an episode as well. And if you'd like the show notes for this episode or for any of the previous episodes, log on to compassmedia.ie forward slash smtalks forward slash show notes. And if you'd like to be a guest on the program, please do get in contact with us. All you have to do is email us at smtalks at compassmedia.ie. You can also find out about all the services that Compass Media provide from social media marketing and training and podcast services by visiting our website as well at compassmedia.ie. And you can also reach out and connect with me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram and LinkedIn by just searching for Alan Hennessy or for Compass Media. And the Social Media Talks podcast is proudly supported by CharityRadio.ie, Ireland's leading online radio station supporting charities right across Ireland. I've been Alan Hennessy from Compass Media for the Social Media Talks. And we look forward to talking to you next week. And as I always say, be social. So on the next time, have a great week and I'll talk to you soon. On the next time, bye-bye. Social Media Talks podcast is a production from compassmedia.ie.